0: Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host! Spending the night within Valakai led to a series of discoveries and confrontations for our heroes. Quinny was unknowingly seduced by Strahd, Alan saw our own corpse, and not Peter Baelish discovered some weapons against the Vampire Lord that Reginald used to their advantage. What will happen now that Strahd and our heroes have been hit with a sun bomb? Find out next. Um, On dum-dums and dragons.
1: Strahd von Zarevich is dead. Sunrise, sunset, baby. (laughs) Uh, As you blink the blinding uh, light of the sun bomb out of your eyes, uh, you find shards of uh, the devil of Barovia uh, just kind of all about. Uh, and, Reginald, I think as soon as you can see, you are gathering those fuckers up uh, for some, some proper disposal. Correct. Um, but uh, townsfolk are spilling out of their homes now, having heard the commotion and the burning church. Um, and uh, they are delighted uh, to see that uh, the, they, they get out just in time to, to watch the explosion. Um, and there is legitimate joy and celebration in the town. Uh, No longer is it the weird forced thing. Meanwhile, the Burgomaster is like, I I told you, I told you all will be fine. And it was, I'm right. And someone like shoves him over um, into the mud. uh, Because there's always mud when you shove a hilarious dandy over. Um, And uh, yeah, people are kind of like rushing out uh, with genuine excitement. Um, The holes on Isabella's neck are closing up. um, And she kind of... uh, looks around in in a bit of a daze. And then she like sees Reginald picking up pieces and she's like, ah, shit, did he blow up? I mean, good. Eh." Uh, Yeah. She turns to you, not Pete. She's like, hey, I'm sorry. That that all felt really weird. Uh, I was in a bit of a daze, but I feel like he was like really rude to you.
2: Thank you. Right? Like he totally was. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter now. He exploded right up. Uh, So just desserts for all.
3: I hate to interrupt this moment, but do you guys want to get the priest down from where he's crucified to that symbol? Oh, home?
4: right, yeah. Oh, jeez.
1: Uh, the priest is dead.
4: Oh, we, we just can still get him dead. down. Like, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, I anyway. don't know the
1: rules,
3: but here's what you do: take his head off and put it over there. Then you put a stake <laughs> right through his body, and then you throw the body into the burning church. The chapel collapses into the burning <laughs> church. <you know? laughs> Mission accomplished. It's fine. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: Um, so, um, you are uh, greeted by uh, excited uh, Valakians uh, who are thrilled um, that uh, you've uh, you- you've vanquished uh, the devil Strahd. Now, uh, Reginald, being a-, a coward from a grimdark realm, um, your fear that vampires don't go down that easy is is strong. Um, oh, what are you going to yeah. do to try and prevent uh, Strahd from returning? Uh...
3: uh... Okay, awkward. Uh, Huddle up with the team, but this is too much for the town. All right, so, uh, clearly, everybody really wants to celebrate because they think this vampire is dead. Uh, However, uh, we did nothing from any of the cards that we were given. We don't have any of the three items, and this did not happen where it was prophesied, which was a place he couldn't escape. He definitely could have got away from here. This motherfucker is not dead. I agree. Uh, They're going to have a party, we're all going to get fucked. So, we got to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, This? The false smile. Well, everybody this was doing whole... some pretty bullshit
5: clown business. But I mean, like, yeah, that was like very clearly the false, like, uh, like uh, people putting on a false smile. Mm-hmm. But like, this felt real. But I agree with you. It seems too easy. Is this the false smile? Is this what the cards were talking about? This event of the just watching the big bad <laughs>
3: explode in the middle of the street. I mean. Very possible. Here, here's can, our challenge. Can you it's guys closed. roll perception
1: uh, perception checks uh, unless you're magical? If you're magically inclined, uh, an Arcana check would be great, please. I'm not uh, uh,
4: Tom, can I try t-
3: to think it out in terms of an investigation, or do you want it to stick in the Arcana
4: roll?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. Investigation's fine. Laura?
4: 26. Wow. Uh, I got a 15 with the Arcana check.
1: That's a uh, dirty 20. I also got a 15. Dirty so as all of you are saying this uh, in in kind of classic, um, where shall we go? What shall we do in a movie sense? Um, we're all kind of discussing like, well, was this the, the false smile? It certainly feels like it, blah, blah, blah. And um, you turn and you notice that the townsfolk are, are swarming the gazebo um, and um, in the center of town and are like. Uh, holding up lovingly handwritten signs that say like uh, Ding Dong Strahd is dead and like people are being broken out of the stocks. Um, and um, you see uh, the, uh, the burgomaster who's kind of like still covered in mud, uh, but standing amongst them um, holding up a giant smiley face um, that says all is well. And he's like, I did this. This was
3: me.
2: <laughs> and just like not Pete's kind of like nudging him. He's like, guys, guys. Like, it's, it's the smile. It's it, it, okay. All right. Things are coming together.
3: Listen, I, I hate to say this, but I think it's worth saying. I told you so. If we killed him last night, we would have killed Strahd, and we could have had all these people help us believing that he was still alive. Now we're going to have a weird, we have to interrupt them in a victory lap, and they'll all try to kill us.
1: Um, Alan, you can feel tremendous magical energy uh, coming off this gazebo.
4: Oh. Well, well, okay, magical gazebo. What the fuck? I don't wait.
3: Fuck. The gazebo's magical,
4: yeah. Gazebos. Look, he's <laughs> like, point to it. Um, it's I mean,
3: obvious?
5: I, I, I see a gazebo.
4: Oh, I gotta check it out. Okay, right, let's
3: go. Uh, let's go check out this gazebo.
5: Not, not Pete, you did <laughs> some fantastic work the other day, um, helping me see what like that hag really was and what that pie was all about.
2: Thank you, you know, that. I felt pretty proud of that. Like that was, yeah, I did do a really good job.
5: Definitely making the gratitude journal.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's going. That's going in the journal. Oh wait, job. yeah.
3: Can hey, you do it again? Can oh, you do that? He can look at I'm the asking. straw parts I have, and he just holds up like a small bag full of straw parts. He he can look at it
5: all. We're in the middle of the town. I bet looking in any direction might give us a better idea of what's really going yep.
2: on. Yeah, oh, I think that's a great idea. You're right. Let's 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 do that.
1: So, Cat, um, you can grant true sight to any of them, um, who would you like to give it to? Or yourself?
2: Uh, You know what? Like, I think uh, not Pete needs this for himself right mm-hmm. now. Cause like, th- this is, you know, celebration, but we're not actually sure if he's dead. There's still like some feelings just like, ah, uh, man, like, you know, what, what, you know, why, how come I wasn't good enough, <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
5: You need that clarity. Yeah, you need that closure. I need,
2: I need that. I like. I need. I. I need this for me <coughs> right now. Okay, so I. I grant seeing um, to me, baby. <laughs> okay,
1: so do you look t- at the bones first, or do you look at the gazebo first?
2: I look at the gazebo
1: first. Um. So the gazebo itself uh, seems completely benign, um. If you know guilt and gold and that sort of thing, um. But beneath it. Um, you can see what looks to be a, uh, if we we're using like uh, Assassin's Creed vision or any like video game where you can see items, um, uh, uh, there seems to be a glowing, um, almost um, sun-shaped icon buried beneath the gazebo.
2: Guys, there is a glowing, almost sun-shaped icon
3: beneath that gazebo. Say, What does not Pete see looking at each of us to turn to say there is a glowing gazebo? Yeah. That's an excellent question.
1: Do we um, get to decide that knowing our characters' true selves, or well, no. So true sight. <laughs> uh, let me just pull it up here. Uh, true sight is usually used uh, not to reveal the absolute, you know, truth of things, but more so to um, determine, um, for example, if you were um, illusionary or if you were. Also, this is mm-hmm. more in regards yeah, to... Yeah, I'm rabbit, wondering the more... ...in
5: the mirror and... Mm-hmm. More in the case of, stick. like,
3: how does it affect, like, a vampire bite on Quinny? Or knowing that yeah, yeah, Alan just, and you. I are seeing fucked up things? Like, is there a visible curse? Do I look like a spooky, ruined <laughs> guy to not be?
4: You just see moss underneath <clears throat> Alan, and Juniper just snuck in. I'm like, a, I want to be involved. She looks around and just yes. sees
3: Laura and Tyler and Tom, but <laughs> in <an> Isabella's outfit.
1: <laughs> um... Uh, you know, I would look good in her battle dress. Um, so, uh, no, you don't. Uh, they appear uh, as they are. Um, Reginald actually seems to be kind of um, uh, almost smudged um, as though he's. Uh, and yeah, uh, Reginald looks somewhat smudged, um, as does Alan's uh, mechanical arm. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't know this necessarily as a character, but I think it'd be quite, pretty quick to determine. Um, both the arm and Reginald are displaced from uh, a different dimension. So they appear slightly differently in this reality than. than they like one. out of focus here, but would be in focus in their own dimension kind yes, of thing? Yes, absolutely. And cool. similarly, Alan would have been out of focus in 2099. So they, they look right. fine, um, but he doesn't look uh, aged. Uh, like He doesn't have like the, the long beard and everything else. Um, and Alan isn't a corpse. So, I mean, that's good news. Uh, both of yeah. are, are good news.
2: That's, that's really good news.
1: Um, looking at, uh, the bones of Strahd, um, that are kind of in Reginald's hands as he, like, scoops them up, um, for disposal, um, you, you feel the, um, the afterglow of, uh, of tremendous evil, uh, and of, of tremendous power, Um, but kind of like a, if a meteorite kind of came through the atmosphere, then hit the ground and just like the, the sort of heat and radiation slowly burned off, um, based on your, can you roll me an arcana check? Yep.
4: 22.
2: 22.
1: Um, based on kind of your studies, um, sort of throughout the realm and particularly when you were, um, preparing the Vistani, uh, incursion into, um, Barovia, um, there are various ways vampires can be destroyed. And there's various ways vampires can survive. Um, often they re- return to their coffin uh, as a mist. Um, however, in this case, um, based on all the readings you've done, this literally does seem like a dead vamp.
2: Uh, so I, uh, looking at everyone who like looks like themselves, if not a bit smudged for some of them, I say, um, Look, I I'm seeing things pretty truly right now. and based on that and my research, it seems like he's really dead.
4: All right, well, you know, just in case, uh, oh, did you tell us like what you saw under the gazebo? Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. well, just in case, why don't we go grab, you know the sun shaped thing?
3: Yeah, I mean, oh, worth is,
4: I mean, just in case, you know, like. Strahd let's...
3: does have an army of other vampires and weird things that are probably still alive. And uh, Merle Street. And Merle, and Merle Street. Street. Queen and of girls. Flesh sculpting is a thing, so someone could look like Strahd. We don't really know. There's like undead marionette. I mean, even I can make an undead marionette, and I suck. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what this guy's capable of.
5: Did my bite wound close up as well, along with Isabel's It did not. It did not. So Quinny's piecing together a theory here, and he kind of just says, my main hang up is that Strahd that we saw today clearly recognized Isabel and the meat puppet. He said, Tatiana, you mentioned, not Pete, that that was his soulmate or whatever, his his obsession, his obsession, yeah, his
2: obsession, not his soulmate.
5: Okay, okay.
3: No, yeah, no. Don't but take the, that
5: away from Pete. This is the next part that I'm getting into, is like you two clearly had a moment in the graveyard by by the other church. And, yeah,
2: um, yeah, I thought we did.
5: And he didn't recognize you or even know your name today.
0: Alan, you're the only one oh, who can remember.
5: Did Isabel's God. bite is and, gone and mine's did not. Did and
3: Strahd have a
4: moment? Oh, yeah.
5: Okay, okay so there's
3: there's a Strahd that's into Quinny.
5: Oh I yeah. I think there's more than one Strad.
4: I think. Oh my God. I don't, I'm just going to put this out there as a possibility, but Xanthus might be collecting Strods.
5: Super, super duper. Oh
3: fuck, that's real gross.
4: Or there's just like clone, fuck, I don't know.
3: What if what if Strad is actually one of those combo names where it's there's like one is an S, one is a T, one oh. is an R? It's got like a menacing meaning behind it.
5: Uh, Strad von Zarovich. So we just got Strad, and now Vaughn is out there. We got to find very Zaro and <laughs> another
3: one named Zarovich. Or if it's multiple dimensions, we got Brims, we got Strads, we got Xanthises. Is
5: not Pete. This I mean, is just the, kind of Xanthus like, has been the killing the other his other Xanthesis's. <sighs> so. these days. Is just as copies of everyone. Never okay, so we it.
3: gotta get this icon, but everyone's sort of having a party on top of it, and I think if we start fucking up their gazebo, they might have a problem with it.
1: Uh, how deep is it, Not Pete?
2: Um, I yeah. Was using my tr- yeah, how deep is it?
1: Um, it's uh pretty deep. Like you, you would have to excavate the gazebo to get at it. We'd
2: have to excavate the gazebo.
1: So right. that sounds like it might be kind of a middle of the
3: night kind of operation, yeah. or getting all these
5: hands on deck. You know, come on, everybody, do the dig. Or whatever. Yeah,
3: everyone, <laughs> forget that the dictator that you've been afraid of for hundreds of years is now dead, and you're doing a victory lap for your great dancing. Dig yeah, this hole so Why we can we defeat copies of it that from that another dimension.
4: Like, what was Are, we on? just tell them that, like, hey, there's something under the gazebo that's gonna, like, help kill more
2: vamps Okay, and I I really like the idea of putting that into a song because if they're (laughs) into revelry right now, that means the idea. Like, if they have instructions in a song, like if it's like a like a cha cha slide kind of thing, they're gonna listen. That's what they they want to do that right now. I think we can get this taken care of right now. Like, I think we
3: can tap into something here. You people drive me fucking insane. Do we want to steal from them? Do we not? Do we give a shit about the town? Do we not? I don't care about any of that. But here's wonderful mob psychology. We're terrified of a dictator. He's dead. We tell them the dictator's still alive. And you think in the end they're going to let us leave with the magic item? Who says we tell them that the dictator's still alive? So So we're we're just going to reveal a magical item that they own and then be like, we need to take that for no reason. Bye. I'm fine with murdering the town, but could we at least do it efficiently?
5: A, you said, as far as they know, the magic words that made Strahd explode. B, they don't know that they need that item. C,
3: we literally know that we need that item. So every plan we like is not Peter Baelish sings a song.
2: Well, we're your heroes, and we're here to say we can keep evil out in a major way. Step one, dig down a hole. Step two, gotta take that thing and go. See?
1: <laughs> My I not? Pete, can you roll me a performance check, please?
2: <laughs> you bet I can. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh...
1: Can I use an
3: intelligent saving throw? <laughs> sure. I don't know. If you, can beat, if you
2: can beat 21.
3: Oh, baby, that's a 25. No!
2: All
3: right. What does so, that
1: mean, though? Yeah, so, um, uh, Reginald. I, not swayed by the music. Yeah, you, you square not your not jaw and, you. and glower uh, not at all being uh, swayed by the rhythm, um, which makes it. All the more delicious when around you, you start to hear a rhythmic clapping as the bass beat of all good improv tracks begins to take root. And someone's like, yeah, digging. Hey, you know what? The Burger Master loves that gazebo. Fuck that gazebo. Um, And they're like, yeah, the Morning Lord didn't do shit for us. It was these guys. They say, dig it up. Let's dig.
5: Yeah, um, He's got a second verse. He's like, there's an artifact deep underground. It'll help us beat
1: Strahd. It's got to be found. And it's like, let's go. <laughs> They're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, uh, wait, but Strahd's already dead. Actually, we actually all like this gazebo, right? I mean, I know the the mayor likes it, but I don't know. This little guy's. Uh, this sounds like it's a them thing, never mind But you they all just, like, forgot
2: about step four Where are you guys going? Please come back Where
1: are you guys going? Where's step three? <laughs> you guys are forced To the edge of the crowd as uh, the mob Begins planning a feast um, In uh, celebration of the death Of Strahd, uh, unfortunately uh, Though you almost musically had it
5: um, I fucked it up for everyone Well, alright, zoom meeting over <laughs>
1: I'm gone, goodbye <laughs> So the mob has pushed you all kind of uh, out in a way. You get the sense in a very fickle mood. Um, after years of kind of false celebration, they don't really know how to do this. Um, but uh, they they um, begin to, uh, you hear calls for a feast um, uh, to be uh, arranged in celebration of the death of Strahd. Um, so uh, the dilemma you're faced with, uh, you have two kind of major leads right now in the, the local area. There's still um, the uh, the Mage of Mount Bartok, um, who is uh, nearby somewhere, probably, you know, lightning in fish or some such. Um, and there is the uh, holy uh, symbol of Ravenkind um, that is buried beneath the gazebo. Um, you get the sense that the villagers are real fucking into that gazebo, um, so you're not quite sure how to get to it. Um, again, it's it's daylight. It's not, uh, it's not exactly a sunny day, but it is the brightest you've seen the clouds uh, since you've arrived. Um, and there is only a very, very light rain falling. Um, what do you do? Tom, this may be a meta question, because this can also
3: be struck from it, but those Saints Bones, with the theoretically with the child gang in the woods, is that also a lead, or do we not need to worry about that?
1: Uh, it is a lead, but it is a cold lead. Uh, you're not sure where the, um, the goatee Got gang it. would be, and uh, generally speaking, I would say... You could go in search of them, um, but the thigh bone was not prophesied. The the bones were not prophesied to help. And ultimately, the bones are likely a salve, not a solution. Admittedly, Strahd is dead, so it doesn't really matter as much, uh, but it might still have effects on Merle Streep or other vampires. But realistically, it was like the thing keeping Strahd out of uh, Valakia. Valakai? Valakai. Uh, Keeping Strahd out of Valakai. which means presumably it could keep him out of other places, but you, you don't feel like it's like a, a bubble shield you could like carry around.
3: Okay. Cool, okay. well, that song went really well. I don't know why we always go with your plan. I mean, they're so good, mine are clearly terrible.
2: My plan was ready to work, right, Quinny?
5: Yeah, I'm not gonna be, uh, not gonna be singing anymore. <laughs>
3: Look. Well, it's almost like plans that don't work with the team you have aren't always the best plans you know it's kind of the key to being a great general or a leader is to, so to use the tools you have what was your plan reginald uh wait until the middle of the night when no one's in the gazebo and then steal it
5: i just just dig
3: all night i mean yeah
5: all right i'm gonna get something to eat then they're having a feast so wait around till night
3: well, i mean just to, to also point this out though we there is this mage That's over by a lake-stealing fish. During Uh, the daytime, maybe we could get something from the mage in case a vampire shows up.
4: I I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, how long is it going to take us to get to Mount Bartok? And then maybe we can Um, get the
2: mage to, like, do the, uh, get the talisman for us. Maybe he's got some, like, tricks up his voluminous sleeves. I assume the sleeves are voluminous.
5: If he fishes with lightning, maybe he (laughs) digs with, like,
1: tornadoes. voluminous
2: sleeves. Maybe he's a tornado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's a tornado digger with voluminous Look, sleeves.
1: <laughs> I ain't saying he's a tornado digger. Um, a tornado tunneler. Uh, cool. Okay. So um, Mount talks about a half day away. Uh, you'd be able to go there um, and get back uh, kind of as, as early evening falls, which is when the feast is planned for. Oh, so I can't even get a drumstick right now. Well, then, yeah, let's just yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, you, so you, you can definitely get a snack. Um, so uh, you stop by the Blue Water Inn, um, you grab some kind of provisions, uh, you get directions, um, to the, uh, thing, uh, the nice thing is the wolves often aren't seen in the woods during the day. Um, so you're, you're good to hike. Um, so, uh, with that, you set off, uh, towards Mount Bartok. Um, you kind of have to, uh, loop around, um, a lake, um, which is actually kind of beautiful, which is something you don't get here very often, um, but is uh, somewhat refreshing um, from kind of the the glum nightmares you've been uh, walking through of late. Um, Reginald, what have you done with the bones? Are you carrying them with you? Yeah, I'd be carrying them with me. I think he might
3: see them as leverage that could be used with the wizard because you never know what wizards want. Yep. And if the wizard sure. wants straw bones, we can trade straw bones. Cool. He'd make that clear with the group. Like, I don't know what wizards need. I mean, does anybody have experience with crazy wizards? I only know battle mages, and they generally are like, does it go boom? No, thank you. Or is it dead and I can make an army out of it? Yes, please.
5: Uh, yeah, we've got like some admit. wizard fighting experience.
4: Yeah.
5: Wizard fight. Yeah.
3: Okay, well, do you think they'd want vampire bones?
5: Seems like a rare enough item. I mean, I don't know much about alchemy or anything like that. Um, I just know... We haven't come across vampire bones yet. So so to be honest, of, I mean, like... Somewhat I'm of a, a rare commodity.
2: Right? Like, as, as a bard, and also a criminal, uh, traveler, scholar, you know, man, many talents. Um, like, it's just a cool curio. I'd want vampire bones. So, I mean, this guy is uh, any interest at all in cool things. I'm sure he'll want them.
3: <laughs> cool. Alright, here's the other thing. Uh, I'm good at violence and threatening people and not much else. So I probably shouldn't take the lead on negotiations with the insane wizard. I don't want to force anybody into anything, but not Peter Baelish. You do seem to be the most diplomatic of any of us.
4: That is very kind of you to say. I think
3: Alan should be co-negotiating. Just just
4: raising my hand. I mean, I I did study some of Mordenkine's teachings. She's, she's got the know-how. I, I mean... Yeah. He, he, was, he, he was a pretty, pretty awesome conjurer, so, you know, I kind of Well, with know. your
2: know-how and my je ne sais quoi, I think we'll do just
4: fine.
3: Yeah, to use military terms, I think we make you know, not Peter Baelish, the general, and you can be the colonel, uh, and Quinny and I will be grunts. <laughs>
4: what is... Uh, okay, I'm sorry. What does a colonel do?
3: The general's in charge, I... uh, and a colonel tells the other troops what to do at the general's behest. Essentially, uh, let's use legal terminology. This might make more sense to you. The primary lawyer on the case will be Peter Baelish doing the talking, and the second chair, who's expected to have a lot of knowledge but not be as great at talking, will be Alan, and Quinny and I will be sitting in the courtroom. We have courtroom experience.
2: <laughs> we... When do I get to use Thunderwing? We do. Again?
3: <laughs> well, if things go badly, right then.
4: Yeah, so, just make sure there's some old ladies right in the way. You know,
3: always. Oh, uh, we already killed the old ladies.
4: Ah, uh, 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 there'll be more. You weren't uh, there.
3: You, uh, He's talking no, about no, no, the, I mean, hags. the The, you the hags. we killed
4: them. Oh no, I was talking about. A you different
2: had to time. be there. You know what? You had you had to be yep. there. A
5: hilarious misunderstanding of.
1: Killing old people.
3: <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's happened to the best of us. All right, let's keep this going.
1: So, um, you make your way um, up into um, the sort of the, the you begin to uh, climb up the slopes of Mount Bartok, um, and um, as you do, um, the uh, the clouds above you uh, begin to darken. Um, the uh, the The fog intensifies, uh, and you're you're reminded of the mists you encountered when you first arrived. Um, you, uh, you could certainly hear wildlife, um, kind of on your way towards the mountain, but it seems to have, um, petered off, uh, sort of the, the, the higher you get. Um, before you know it, uh, the clouds have turned, uh, almost pitch black and, um, you can kind of feel that, that, um, electrical buzz in the air around you. Um, yeah, what's all of your passive perception again? 10.
2: 13.
1: 13. 9. Um, okay, um, Reginald, I need a, uh, dexterity save from you, please.
2: Uh Uh-oh, spaghetti.
1: Seven. All right, um, attracted by your metal armor, um, a bolt of lightning shoots down out of the clouds, uh, and hits you for, oof, uh, 17 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear a thunderous voice um, just echo kind of throughout the woods and uh, down the slope. that um, just says, you shall not pass.
2: Oh, now that's how that should have been said. That guy yeah. gets it. I,
4: I, just, I just yell like, Mordenkind, hi. I'm I'm a wizard. I'm a dexterity conjurer. To save. What dexterity, to save? dexterity save? Fourteen.
1: Fourteen. Um, one moment. Uh, yeah, that does not pass. Uh, so that is uh, also seventeen points of damage as lightning strikes you.
3: <laughs> like a smoking Reginald stands up and is like, "That's what happens when the second chair tries to take over the case."
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, you can tell that um, the the uh, sort of focus of power where the the mage is is up further up the mountain, um, but it would seem that he is not in the mood for visitors. Uh, what do you do?
2: Um. Uh, not Pete. Just shouts. We have we have vampire bones.
1: All <laughs> oh, vampires do. <laughs> um and he uh, oh, I, yeah, roll okay. a dexterity <laughs> save.
2: Oh god! <laughs> oh, just a second. Look,
1: I'm not saying standing in the middle of an open road screaming at a guy who throws lightning down a hill is a bad idea, but yeah, we got to get under some. We got to get under a tree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I'm doing pretty well <laughs> as the general. Uh, oh god,
3: five.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <under a> tree. <laughs> Yeah, you were struck for 22 points of damage, General. I mean, let's fall back, friends. Let's just, yeah,
3: he just starts grabbing people and just, like, pulling them away. Donkey Jr. is already, like, 30 feet behind us. Is The donkey's smarter than any party member.
5: Quinny uh, uh, kind of squirms out of the group just to be separated if he's about to get struck by lightning. Uh, but he's, like, backtracking, like, running backwards and just kind of yelling up, Would it make a difference if these were Strahd von Zarovich's bones?
1: Uh, Can you roll me a persuasion check, please?
5: Do I have anything to add to that? I rolled a 19, and on top of that, a 3. 22.
1: The the lightning briefly stops, um, and uh, you just hear a voice say, That name... I knew that name once. What can you tell me of Strahd von Zarevich?
5: When he's just finished putting his foot in his mouth, so he just looks to the group and is like, go someone else (laughs) take (laughs) this fucking thing. Push
3: Peter Baelish back into (laughs) lightning range.
2: (laughs) 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 Ah, ah, Yeah, like there's still like smoke coming off of me. There's like...
1: Uh, like, uh, your goatee is in the, the hilarious, like, uh, Waluigi's just been fried, like, jagged line smoke. Like, yes. it's fine, but it's, it's, it's. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
2: ah. <laughs> I don't know why the lightning makes me sound like Waluigi as well, but. <laughs> It'll uh, do that. Who are we to question the mysteries of life? Um, uh, Pete says, uh. It's walu <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um. We uh, uh, well, he's. Uh, hold on, just a second. We believe that we've managed to stop Strahd for now, using a marionette filled with a, a Lightbringer's weapon. We managed to destroy perhaps uh, like a copy of him. We believe there may be more. Also, let me tell you, like, I mean, looks aren't everything. Like, personality counts as well. And, like, you think you know someone and then you don't. And, um, I'm just saying, like, I was really hoping for, look, that doesn't matter right now, but, um.
1: No, no, I, I feel you. That's, <laughs> I, I too wonder who I am in this crazy mixed up world. Quite literally, do you know who I am? Also, who is Strahd? You keep saying that name, and it it evokes feelings in me I cannot quite place.
3: Oh, sorry. Uh... I just, like, shove Alan forwards because she knows who Mortonkind is. Hello, friends. It is I, Reginald, local hero who's never run away or been afraid even once. I'm here to tell you how you can contribute to the Horde or our fortress or whatever. They told me I had to do this and if I don't, I could die. So let me tell you exactly what you can get. You can get an opportunity to contribute in a way that doesn't require you to risk your life but keeps me risking mine. I did not approve this script before I read it. Uh, apparently, if you chip in $15 a month, you get the ability to contribute new names to NPCs and characters and locations that can appear in this show. And then some of them might be my friend. Well, that's very good. I need more friends. And some of them might try to kill me, which is just fine. Up to you. Uh... Just go to Patreon.com/slash Dumb Dumb Dice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. Join today. You can contribute. Plus, there's ad-free feeds. Apparently, in some kind of community. Please, just don't send scary things.
4: Uh, you. Sorry, who who are who are you? And who is Strahd? Is is
1: Yes, who is Strahd? Let's start there.
4: Uh Strahd is an evil uh vampire uh I mean, that sounds like,
1: ridiculous. An evil vampire? What is this some children's
4: story? I, it's no com- com- completely true. He literally was like mm. c- biting people and keeping people like maybe, down.
3: Maybe, maybe talk about who the wizard is
4: um and you uh yeah so Stra- Strahd's bad uh very very bad guy and, and you are a great and brilliant wizard of incredible renown you you are Mordenkind you I I studied your work you, you you were you were a legend
1: Mordenkind do you that name it is almost right you mean Morden Canaan? Is that my name?
2: Uh not Pete looks at uh Alice's
1: um, uh, I don't know.
4: I mean you're saying Kanan, yes. that kind of sounds like yes. canine. You've got a faithful hound.
1: I do not. I live alone, but that well, is you did. useful <laughs> Sure, okay. Um Morden Canaan. Hmm. And Strahd you say, evil vampire keeping People somewhere, okay. Would would Morten <laughs> like want to show up and like kick that guy right in the butt? Is that something he would want? He would do.
4: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: for sure. Totally. Hundo Okay. P. Okay. But do do you think he could win? Like, was he like a cool guy or just kind of like a regular guy?
2: He was amazing. So cool.
1: Oh, okay. But I'm not. Strahd, that, I'm not very cool, so I don't. You don't. Hey, no, you are. You're so.
2: You're the coolest. You you and like you see,
1: hit all of us with lightning. You see, like a face in the clouds, just kind of going like, oh shucks. <laughs> no,
2: seriously, right? And humble too. Like that's one of the cool, coolest, coolest things ever. The cool people don't even know that they're cool. Cool, cool people don't even know they're
1: cool. Oh well, I don't know who I am, so that means I must be cool. You're like the coolest, cool, cool you, in school. You you people are so nice. Uh, co- come on up, come on up. I'll I'll <laughs> stop the lightning thing. I uh I just you know most most people here are kind of bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and
2: we're we're not. And I just looked at Al uh, Alan. I'm just like well done, Colonel. I think I think you're ready for a promotion in the ranks.
1: This is oh this wait um a... wait wait sorry uh just before before you all come up um yeah. are are you hungry? I could eat.
4: Uh, I'm kind of. I haven't eaten
3: in a while. Uh, After the pie experience, Reginald just makes a a statement that is neither pro nor con. He just goes like. "Eh." uh,
1: (laughs) You hear a a, a crackle of thunder and then a a bolt of lightning strikes the forest near you and you hear a bear go. uh, I I, I just caught us a fresh bear. Just uh, bring bring that up, would you? Yes, thank you. You, See you you soon. You want us to tidy up a bit.
2: We We have to drag the bear up. Ah, that's, uh, look, I know we just said that guy's really cool, but that's so rude.
3: Like all right, no, no, no. This is, this is generous. Also, we don't know what he can hear. I'll go get the bear. What a lovely bear. Great idea. Quinny, why don't you join me in dragging this bear?
4: Uh, is... No, I'm not going to use a spell slot to drag up the bear.
3: <laughs> He's like, how the hell am I going to help? <laughs> you're you're going to help pull things. Come on. Uh, and he just, like, starts mm-hmm. gesturing towards the bear, trying to get Quinny mm-hmm. to come with
5: him. Quinny goes over and, like hefts a bear paw into his hand. It's is
3: like, hey, right, yeah. this is all I got, you gotta do the rest. Yeah, and, and Reggie gets the other arm and he's like, you gotta go under the shoulder if you're gonna drag a big body. I've had to do this with minotaurs but I'm to get crushed to death if I go under the shoulder. Alright, well, do what you gotta do. Drag uh, it by uh, the hand, all right, whatever. Holding the Quit. bear paws
5: like best I can. Quit.
2: The, real,
3: <laughs> the real reason I needed you to help me with this is they're gonna try to talk and Alan seems like a big fan of this guy. Uh, she didn't even know his real name yeah well that's history for you, but uh here's the thing. remember all the lightning? I do <laughs> now, if this goes if this goes bad, it's gonna go real bad. So we might have to kill this guy. just just know that, and it's gonna have to be fast and ugly
5: i I understand he's a very powerful wizard man, maybe diplomacy before oh murder no, I, and I, then I, and I, then he, supplication before. After diplomacy, but before murder also. Oh, so you want to surrender to this guy if we have to? That's right. That's my first and foremost plan. No! I'm (laughs) saying... You
3: said said supplication, and I'm... I'm What did I say around
5: the word supplication, dude? I need you to hear the whole thing. and then
3: supplication, and then murder, which literally is how I have lived my entire life. (laughs) I know. I can't believe you're fighting me on this. No, I already agreed. I was just clarifying, because sometimes people say supplication, but they mean really it's a trap, and then you're like, you're committing a war crime, but it's one that works.
5: We're not at war... (laughs)
3: Quinn he just carries on with the barefoot <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> excellent so with that you uh, make your way um, up the uh, up the mountain um, and you find uh, a uh, there's a you kind of like come into a small clearing um, at uh, sort of the the edge of a, a cliff and there's still a bit more up to the summit um, and uh, you just see um, uh, an old uh like an oldish man uh sitting there. Uh not Pete. He has an enviable Van Dyke going on. Um it's uh it's you know game recognized game. Um
2: but also mine is still ha- like some Waluigi issues going on. So like as soon <laughs> as I clock his, uh, his beautiful facial hair. I just like quickly try and like get mine back into shape and, you know, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. So, um, you quickly do that. Uh, and of course, uh, since it was magically restored ages ago, it has always sprung back as, as you would hope. Um, but, uh, he's sitting there and he's, he's wearing, um, just like, uh, sort of like, like leaves and twigs that he's made into kind of like a, 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 a like a rough approximation of a cloak. Um, and uh, he uh, he's just uh, uh, sitting there uh, whittling uh, as you come up. Um, and uh, he says, oh, welcome. Welcome, uh, new friends. Hello, new friends. <laughs> Thought that'd Hello. be a nice way to greet people. Um, <laughs> and then he tosses the duckies carved on top of a pile of ducksies carved. Uh, and he's like, um, uh, well, uh. Thank you for for picking up the bear. I'm sure that must have been been easy for warriors such as yourselves
2: mm. <laughs> yes I uh, we are quite strong. Say there you whittle a uh, fine duck.
1: Oh, why why thank you i I must admit I uh, woke up uh, at the bottom of a waterfall with no memory except how to make these ducks and cast lightning. but that's more of an instinct thing, you know uh, oh yeah. Yeah, like, lightning like shabam. And suddenly, like a lightning bolt blasts um a tree apart. He's like, that's gonna be five ducks later. Ha. Uh,
4: have you have you ever just like randomly made a mansion?
1: Oh, uh well, well, no, but I do live in this one, and he just opens a door in, in the space beside him, and inside there's just like a full fucking mansion. You can you can see he's like, yeah, come in, bring the bear, bring the bear. Uh, also, help yourself to a duck. Um and guys, uh, not really. Sure, is.
2: takes
4: a duck. Twenty five. I just I, Let's I, I honest, look back at I'll everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I I do look back at everyone. I'm just like, guys, this really is Morton Kind. He's he, like he excels at mansions. Like he created the shit.
1: So you walk in and like, sure enough, this place is beautiful. It is admittedly decorated with a few too many ducks. Um, as someone who's been trapped for quite some time um, has done. Um, so, uh, sorry, one moment, just looking up a thing. Just gotta look at the stats on those ducks. I, I do, yeah. Those they're those
3: all duck- plus one wooden ducks. Yeah, those ducks. You duck need to fake a duck. Great. He's gonna nail it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Mine's a mallard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. So. Fucking hell, this book! So you walk in. The mansion is um, beautiful. It is um, incredibly well-appointed, cozy. Um, For the first time since you've been here, uh, you actually feel your your shoulders (laughs) on tense a little bit. Um, This space feels legitimately cozy um, and like delightfully eclectic, and kind of like you know, like a friend's cool cottage. Um, You know, there's just like a a nice roaring fire. How much
2: exposed brick is there?
1: Like, like, a tasteful amount. Like, enough that you like it, but not so much that you're like, oh, okay, I guess this is just your thing, huh? Nice. Um,
2: nice.
1: And, uh, yeah, he, he welcomes you in, and, like, in a very sorcerer's apprentice way, he's just kind of, like, waving his hands, and uh, things are just kind of um, magically cleaning up. It's a very, like... Limited powers they gave Sabrina kind of deal where he's just like oh, oh sorry sorry about the mess um, and uh, clothes are kind of flying around everywhere uh, you realize he actually has a bunch of clothes he's just wearing the leaves and twigs because I guess that's maybe it's laundry day it's
2: a choice it's a um, choice
1: and he says uh, I'm uh, I, I apologize for the mess uh, but I, I'm I'm glad uh, you're here also thank you for not trying to kill me um, I understand that might still be on the menu but I uh, it's a nice courtesy so. We well, what are you.
2: new friends for,
1: huh? Uh, yes, new mm-hmm. friends of Morden Kanan. Yes, Morden. Yeah, it
4: is Morden Kanan, isn't it? I suppose it? that's me. Hmm. Huh.
1: Uh, it's okay. I didn't know it either. Uh, so that—that's on. that's egg on my face because uh, it's my name. I think
4: it um, is. No, <laughs> it is. I'm like there are definitely some books that got it wrong, and oh. I'm gonna—I'm gonna go back and fix them. You.
3: Out, out of Kanan's eyeline, uh, just <laughs> Reginald catches not Peter Baelish's eyes and does that, like, finger spin of, like, let's move this along a little faster.
2: <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, my, my good new friend Kanan uh, we actually uh, come asking to see if you would care to join us as you discover who you truly are, what your reflection is. Shows hmm. you are inside.
1: I could be a man, be as strong as the raging river. Interesting. Yes. uh no. Thank you, though. Um, I am uh, afraid you you've uh, somewhat caught me with my uh, leaf pants down. Um, I, I am indeed this this modern canyon you say I am, which again sounds about right. Uh, I must admit, uh, you've got me at a bit of a disadvantage. Um, not entirely certain what happened to me, but uh, that that name Strahd, uh strikes me as as familiar. Uh, here, bring, bring, bring the bones here, if you would.
3: Um, so he takes
1: to be like he takes like a, a like, just like a, <laughs> a fistful of of like you know finger bones and vertebrae. Um, and he, he stares at, uh, at, um, a cauldron, uh, that seems to have a, 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 liquid just kind of, um, like a perfectly, like think like the pensive, like a perfectly silver mercury kind of fluid in it. And he turns to Alan and he says, um, you, you're, you're the magic one, right?
4: Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. would um, yeah, yeah. you, would you mind lending me a hand?
4: Uh, uh, yeah,
1: of course. Um, can you roll an arcana check? 12. 12? Um, okay. So um, he, uh, he kind of explains to you what, what he needs. And um, you kind of basically start doing the sous chef thing where you're like collecting components. And what's interesting, Alan, for you is he clearly doesn't quite remember how to – he remembers the rough outline of this, but he doesn't know any of the specifics. Good news is um, based on your study of magic, you're actually pretty good being like, oh, no, you actually – like – This is the component you need for this and so on and so forth. So you collect the appropriate ingredients. He kind of looks at them. He's like, I suppose these are right. In they go. Um, He tosses them into the the cauldron um, and immediately uh, it begins to spike, kind of like if you hold a magnet over um, Mm. uh, liquid lead or mercury. And um, then he takes the bones and he's like, well, in you go uh, and tosses the bones in. And suddenly um, it goes perfectly flat. Um, and then the, the image of um, Strahd um, kind of grows up and out of it and starts to rotate uh, in his full parked glory. Oh. And um, he says, yes, this one, there were more of him than, than we anticipated. So, um, uh, yeah,
2: I, th- I feel like we all kind of like look at each other like, yeah, OK, all right. So that's.
1: Um, and he he just like his his eyes narrow and he says Strahd von Zarevich yes the devil of Barovia. we came i came here to stop him um Mordenkainen proceeds to um, regale you with the story of uh in, in like a vaguely timely manner of um what what is starting to come back to him and again it's just in bits and pieces but he he remembers um arriving, um, with, with hope in his heart, um, to defeat Strahd. He'd prepared everything and, uh, he rallied, um, you know, the, the people of Barovia and together they, they rose up to assault, uh, the castle, um, only to find that, uh, they weren't facing one Strahd, they were facing many. Um, so while he was well-prepared, uh, to battle the one, um, a bunch of them was was too much, and he was overwhelmed. Um, his last memory was a fighting um, uh, someone he refers to kind of as as um, what uh, he, as he, he's sort of vaguely recollecting this, uh, what he has come to think of as um, Strahd Prime. Um, there was one mm-hmm. who dressed exactly as you'd imagine in kind of a brilliant um, crimson doublet, sweeping cape, um, who seemed more powerful than the others. And it was this Strahd um, that he faced off against um, atop a waterfall and sadly was uh, was de- soundly defeated, um, being weakened by his battles with uh, the other Strads, And uh, he lost his spellbook and his staff. So he is um, operating at, at quite a disadvantage. He also struggles and says, I believe I remember him saying that he would take my memories from me uh, and as he he struck me, and, and uh, Morton Cannon kind of points to uh, an indentation, like a, a healed scar, but an indentation on his his forehead, and he says, "He had um, it was it was a crystal of some kind that he he jammed into my skull before I fell, and I believe that is where my my memories are held." So you know if you're if you're killing Strahd's, if that's your thing, uh, if you could break that for me, that would be the bee's knees. Is that still a phrase? I don't know. I've been here for quite some time.
4: I've I've, I've heard it before. Oh, good. You're, yes. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, wow.
3: I'm an idiot. I might actually know some more current stuff. Just a second. Uh, and Reginald raises the bag, and then he crosses his eyes and does the, like, magic eye thing uh, of grim
1: psychometry on the Strahd's bones. Just... He's an idiot. You should have thought of that earlier. Um, <laughs> and then Ryan, you need to roll a check, right? Yeah. And the check is a twenty.
2: Whoa.
3: Uh,
1: twenty-four. Yes. So, um, uh, can you roll me a Constitution save, please? Nineteen. Nineteen. Um, okay. Um, blood sprays out of your nose, mouth, ears, and eyes um, as you uh, collapse onto all fours, as you are overwhelmed um, by uh, just a like a torrential wave of um, Strahd's Memories and Crimes. Um, you're going to take, uh, with your save, uh, seven points of damage. Um Unfortunately, uh, it's so much that it's – because you're basically like you've never mainlined someone's life before, um, and particularly a life of of such darkness. So you're only going to get glimpses um, with those roles, but you do get some. Um, You see um, a world of of snow and ice and a a mighty king leading armies um, conquering and – leading uh, people to um, victory over insurmountable odds, um, only to return home to find that uh, the woman uh, that he loves uh, has fallen in love with his brother, who didn't have to serve on the front lines, who didn't have to go to war. Uh, Someone you recognize as uh, Isabella or Tatiana, as you now know. Um, you see the, the rage and the fury at this rejection and at being unable to uh, basically, uh, if, uh, George Washington was going home to just sit under his own vine in his own place and be happy, this is what Strahd imagined was waiting for him at home. And instead, um, she spurned his advances, called him older brother, um, and really just, just, you know, family zoned him. Um, Strad's rage grew darker uh, as he, even as he invited his his family to come live in his new land, um, and on the day of uh, his brother and Tatiana's wedding, uh, he killed his brother, um, and in turn was slain by Tatiana, who then threw herself off the castle walls to her death. Um, when he awoke, he found himself in a new place. Uh, Barovia um, in a a massive castle where he was greeted by several other of his brethren. Um, It was no longer a land of ice and snow, though that is what he knew. Um, But they promised that uh, with their combined efforts, they would find Tatiana again for her soul could never escape Strahd. Um, Which brings us to here. You see glimpses of of like drinking Isabella and then of uh, the final legitimate moment of happiness as he kind of had like Isabella under one arm and like burning weird corpse Isabella over his shoulder was like legitimately his like oh my god twins twins having sex with twins and then he blew up so he actually did get like a little glimpse of happiness right before kaboom but then it was like horribly disappointed as his skull was torn apart
2: <laughs> as one would be
1: true Yeah. so I think
3: instead of relaying the information, I think he like fell to his knees and blood sprayed. And then you actually all just heard him reliving that story, playing all the characters like mm. an audiobook, but the voices weren't his. Like it was the oh. voices of the historical people. Awesome. And then he I'm like going. shakes it off at the end and he's like, oh, oh, blood magic. Sometimes you knowingly pay the cost and sometimes it gets you. So, uh,
1: Morden Canaan actually goes, wait. And he goes over and like, um, drags a finger through some of the blood and like tastes it a little bit like a, a cop trying to figure out whether or not it's cocaine. And he's like, this, I recognize this story. I just thought it was a really bleak book. Um, and he rushes over to his bookshelves um, and he moves aside like the Twilight series. Nice. Um, and uh, he um, grabs uh, a tome off the wall. Um, and he says, it, it, it's in here. It's called the Tome of Strahd. Uh, which you guys recognize as one of the holy icons you were seeking. Okay, oh. uh, can Alan look at that? That'd be really cool if Alan could look at that. Oh, yes, magic one. Look at this.
4: Oh, thank you. Um,
1: okay,
3: perfect. Also, for, the, for those who seem concerned about Strahd, uh from what Alan told us and from what you've said, Not Pete, Ice Strahd was into Isabella, Hawaiian Strahd is into Not Pete, oh. and Ninja Strahd is into Quinny.
5: Yeah, did you get a head count in your vision there? Total strads? Anything like that?
3: <laughs> I only know how many this guy saw when he popped up because I only got a glimpse, and it was.
1: Uh, you you couldn't tell. It was a lot of, like, blurry, like, whoa. But you did uh, definitely see, like, there was a definite hierarchy of strads going on because the one that um, uh, Kanan is describing was, like, the one who, like, extended his hand and was like, rise, brother. At least five... <laughs> That'd be a safe <laughs> estimate from what you saw. Yep. Okay. That's
3: not But they great. seem to have like a hierarchy, so there's probably a shitload.
4: Oh. So, so what can I glean from this book?
1: Um... You there, – there's a whole print-off I could give you, but it's basically what you uh, – it's a first-person account. Uh, it's basically Strahd's diary. Um, okay. It's like, dear diary, today I conquered another people in the name of justice. I am truly the world's greatest warrior. I'm trying this new gratitude journaling thing. I hope it will lead to good results. Um, I just gag. Yeah, and, and the more gag. the more you read, like, it's very, very clear that um, Strahd is, like – hella hella bent out of shape uh in like a a very unhealthy way um about the idea of tatiana um that said um the words blur a bit as you read and details shift um and you realize that um whatever this book is it seems to exist at the intersection of all of these strad's experience so the language changes, the settings change. Um, Tatiana's name and description shifts. Mm. Um, but um, it always comes back to um, one sort of singular description of um, a uh, of sort of this this soul of, of Tatiana um, as uh, just a like a, a fierce woman with um, red hair. And as you read the description, Alan, A, you determine that this, is whenever the, the text seems to solidify again, it always mm-hmm. seems to come back to Strahd Prime. Okay. Um, you get the sense, uh, just like, the, you wouldn't really have this from anything, but it just saves me some time. Um, he was likely the first one to find his way here, and as a result, he's kind of, has set the baseline. Okay. Um, can you roll me an insight check? Sure thing. Or a history check? You can pick.
4: Uh, mm, I think this is more insighty. I would agree. Um, Nineteen.
1: If you were to venture a guess, he's describing Bryn.
4: Thank God.
3: <laughs> Reginald looks up from where he's like covering his orifices in coagulants and like, yeah, like, yeah, like, like, like um, back into himself uh, his he's like, you can finish the thought.
1: Morden Kanan is, is kind of like, um, throwing, uh, what was it, precedentation that just like makes that I can't pronounce that makes like cleans things yeah uh he's throwing it at you but because he doesn't really have full yeah. control of his spells it's like he's accidentally like suddenly you're very sandy and he's like oh, oh fuck me okay hang on one sec one sec ah. um and then like you're just like tie-dyed and he's like dirty all oh, fiddlesticks i i i'm so sorry sir uh just let me get that for you um ah uh, and suddenly you're just wet uh and he's like okay well fuck that's the best i can do hope that helps
3: thanks it does uh And, Tom, I'm also using hit dice to all these horrific wounds I've taken. Understandably. Beautiful. Yeah, Alan, you could just say it. It's going to be easier if you just say it out loud. All
4: right. So, from what I've got, we've got multiple Strahd's stories all together here. But they're all obsessed with Tatiana as... Reginald relayed. Um, and. I think he's collecting the Brins because they're Tatiana.
3: But I,
1: Isabel.
4: I don't, I mean, I don't whether look like she a looks
1: brin.
4: a lot like him. What?
1: I will say one of the uh, Quinny's onto something here. Um,
4: Sorry, I didn't hear what you said, Quinny.
1: Oh, just that Isabelle uh, doesn't look like Bryn. They don't look yeah, alike. Uh nor does Quinny, nor does not Pete. Um, you get the sense that dimensionally Tatiana was likely different for each of these strads.
3: Yeah, in, in the ice world, Tatiana looked like Isabella. You guys couldn't see that, but yeah. I that's that's ice guys.
4: Okay, so but Bryn was definitely like a super important one.
1: You also Maybe. get the sense from what you've heard from villagers and things, like Strahd also, he's obsessed with Tatiana, but that certainly hasn't stopped him from downloading, like, Tinder and Grinder and Bumble and, like... He's <laughs> yeah, just a horny dude? There's Well, there's a definite sense of, like, well, if I can't have her because she's gone forever, I guess I should try and find love elsewhere. Or, like, play um, the field. Yeah. So there's an obsession with Tatiana. You're not sure if all the Strahds share that um, yeah. or what that means. Also, Merle Street okay, married gotcha. one of them. So, mm-hmm. Okay. So Morton Cannon, um, he's like, uh, look, this is all uh, clearly a lot. Um, also, I made bear stew while no one was looking. It's uh, less magical, so probably tastes okay. He's like, uh, oh, bear stew. <laughs> yeah. Goes <laughs> um, comes and grabs a bowl. Honestly, it's pretty fucking good. Mm. Uh, whittling After bear stew. There. Yeah, oh. Reginald will also eat it.
3: And then, like, a good 60 seconds into when they're both eating, he'll look over and go, no, it's not poisoned. Like just late enough that Quinny's like, fuck, I could have been eating poison. <laughs> I mean, like
1: Quinny like spit takes. Just uh um, um, Cannon just like waves an arm as you do and just the spit disappears. He's like, ha, got it that time. Um But basically, uh yeah, having uh collected the Tome of Strahd, um, one of the the icons needed to to destroy him, in theory. Um uh, Morden uh offers you some some rest and re- respite. You can have kind of like a like a short rest. So take an hour here if you want to like uh, spend some hit die and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, without his memories, um, he'll be unable to find his um, staff or his his tome. Um, but uh, he does say he'll he'll will absolutely provide uh, what assistance he can either now or um, after you've defeated Strahd. Um, he just is uh, gonna need those memories back, um, Alan. Uh, he notices that you seem to be operating at like partial strength, um, and he says, uh, l- "Listen, um, you're you're a wizard, right? That's that's uh, your deal." Y-
4: yes, yes, absolutely, I am.
1: May I ask why do you carry a kind of shitty wooden stick as as a staff?
4: Okay, uh, <laughs> so I. So you met Strahd. Um Did you did you meet that uh, Drow, that that was with him?
1: He had a chamberlain.
4: Yeah. scared little
1: guy. I don't know. I didn't catch his name. Blue, he tried blue? to kick butts. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was Midnight Blue. Very handsome. Yeah.
4: Um, so along, like a while ago, he he's he, well, he threw me into another dimension. Anyways, oh. I lost all my shit. <laughs> that
1: happens to the best of us. Don't you worry about that.
4: Yeah. Uh, so I, I used to, I used to have, I used to have some, some pretty cool staffs. Well, what,
1: what, what, did you, what did you take?
4: Uh, well, you took, you took, uh, I don't know if you, if you know, glass staff, you know, you know, uh,
1: I, I don't staff. have any memories right now, so no, but that did he steal, I mean, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, uh, that guy's a dick according to my, my friend, the general over here.
4: Yeah. And then, and then st- st- staff, staff of, 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 from, from black, black spider,
1: Okay. Uh,
4: it, they, you know, it was cool. I can like cast a shield and mage armor and oh, and, and you uh, okay. know, like
1: um, and he shoot goes, webs goes over and, and like climb and um, cranks open a uh, a chest and he starts just like digging through and his arms disappear and then kind of his his head and his his body disappear as he's digging around. Um, and then uh, he pulls. I'm out- like a
4: kid on Christmas <laughs> who thinks they got the present they wanted. But, like, isn't sure, so doesn't want to get too excited, but is like, <laughs> like, he, did it really it happen? I never like thought it would happen. Yeah,
3: uh, Is it a Barbie or is it just the costume for a
1: Barbie you don't own? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the box looks the same either way. It's a real kick in the dick. Um, and uh, he draws out a staff. Uh, <gasps> and he says, uh, I mean, this one's no good for me, but... uh <gasps> I think maybe I kicked some guy's butt who had this in in ah. some kind of dimension. I think he had a gun. It was some kind of weird laser thing. Anyway, uh, would this help? Ah. And yes. he hands you a version of your staff.
3: Ah. Okay, I mean, if you've got a chance to do I literally stuff, run up to uh, him
4: and hug him. And he like says, just oh, right oh around that's, the middle. that's <laughs>
1: delightful. And, and like he hugged you back, and he's like legitimately very touched by this.
3: Uh, I'd like to be next in line. I don't want to die. I could really use some help with my armor. I don't know what you got in that chest, but if you're giving stuff out, I oh, just want to um, throw my name in the hat.
1: Well, look, I'm a bit of a magic-y guy, not really a, a fighty y guy. Um, let me see what I got. Uh, and he starts like digging through, and he's like, okay, uh, oh, uh, th- this, this might help you. Um, and he hands you um, a charm of uh, heroism. Um, so basically, uh, if you use this charm, uh, it's similar to a potion, but it's not like a bottle you need to carry, Okay. Um, for one hour after using it, uh, you'll gain 10 temporary hit points. Um, and for that same duration, uh, you'll have the effect of the bless spell for the, for an hour. Dope. Yep.
4: Uh, so, Tom, um, can I am I guessing that this staff is like my glass staff from like 2099? Uh, kind of? No, it is. Different. It
1: is your like classic glass staff, the proper one that you you had that. at a plus one. Not Pete. Um, he or sorry. I will do. Yeah, not Pete. Um, he's digging through the the box and uh, he turns to you. Uh, not Pete. And he's like, um, the way you spoke about, uh. The devil straw, it would seem you have a romantic streak in you. Is that is that correct? Well, Mr. Not Peter Baelish.
2: Aye, and like not Peter just like runs his hand like through his hair kind of centrally. He's like, Well, I wouldn't know about that. Um,
1: and uh uh Morton just kinda like winks at you and says, uh, you know, um I too was once a hopeless romantic in my earlier days. I think I have just the thing. Oh. Um and he hands you um a tiny carving of a swan boat. Uh, And he says, now, I know this does not look as impressive as my ducks, (laughs) but if you touch this (laughs) boat to any body of water, it will transform into a swan boat. And perhaps one day you can canoodle on it or, you know, just use it to cross lakes, whatever you so desire. And he hands you the token.
2: I have always wanted a boat that I could put in satchel right this, this thanks thank you so much dad i'm sorry i called you dad that's weird uh,
1: I'm says, so sorry. if i ever had a not son i would want that not son to be not peter baelish
2: <laughs> like not pete is like clearly like overwhelmed by emotion and tries to hide his tears so it just sounds like oh.
1: <laughs> uh, and then he just puts a hand on your shoulder and he says in this household, men cry. Uh, and he has a good cry with you, um, and then visibly jealous. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind
4: of, I kind of go, I kind of like just go into a corner and just to myself. I'm just like, oh, it's been so long, and I just like take the staff and like touch it to my heart and cast mage armor on myself.
1: <laughs> Finally, <laughs> answering the question, so have you cast mage armor today? And original's, I
5: have. <laughs> and original's visibly jealous. Quinnie, you'll be like. You can cry if you want to. You can have a cry. No one's going to think less so of close. you if you want to cry. It's about as not
2: thing. Pete is just like wailing in the corner <laughs> <laughs> openly. So happy and so free. Just like knowing this is so going in the gratitude journal tonight.
3: Some people the dad just, thing? Some people just win people over and some of us just threaten people and almost die a lot. One um, tends to attract father figures and the other tends to attract abuse. He's not not Pete's dad. Get in there. Yeah.
5: <laughs> No, you already can to have,
3: have two sons. You need it to happen naturally. You don't want to be the son who's asking for attention. I've been that my whole life.
1: Oh, all right. Um, and, I'm so uh,
2: happy with this attention that I have <laughs> earned. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and uh, then he, um, he uh, turns to you, Quinny, uh, after a time. And he says, um, I can feel that you are touched with... Uh, some sort of dark compact. I have oh boy, howdy. seen those before. They are, they are quite difficult. Um, but perhaps this may, may help you. Um, and he um, reaches in and he just pulls up like this big dark bag um, that seems to have like a golf ball in it. Um, and uh, he just kind of like digs inside uh, and he pulls out um, a, uh, a golden eye. Uh, and he just throws the, the the stupid like bag over his shoulder um, and Alan uh, as the the bag kind of flutters up and over his shoulder uh, you notice that it it almost takes on the form of bat wings No And you realize that the satchel is actually a cloak of the bat that no. he just clearly <laughs> does not give a fuck about.
4: One more.
1: Mr. Mr. Hang on. I'm I'm giving a gift right now. Please. You already got yours. Um, And he (sighs) leans forward and um, he says, uh, I took this off one hell of a golem. It was quite a fight. Um, But uh, perhaps it can be of some use to you. And uh, Quinny, he's going to give you um, an eye of true sight. Um, So um, once per day, you can uh, use it to cast uh, true sight on yourself. And can he pop it into his eye Oh, you're so fucking he's right. He's got to flip up the, the eye patch to do it.
5: Um, yeah, I'm going to be like, uh, what's his name? Mr. Screw-Eye or whatever from We're Back. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> yeah. um,
4: what? So I'll trust you on that one, it's, yeah. Um, it's a, a,
1: a golden <laughs> it's matt eye. Matt-Eye Moody. Uh, matt Moody. <laughs> I don't uh, get that
5: reference. Uh, give, me the, give, me the,
1: give me the one where Don Blute drew some dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a golden eye with kind of, um, black etchings in it and a, um, a blue stone, um, kind of in, as a, as an iris. Um, anyway, uh, as he hands it to you, he turns back and he says, now, uh, wizard, sorry, what was your question?
4: Um, that, the, the, that bag over there. Yeah,
1: the wrapping paper.
4: Yeah, would you mind if I just keep that as, like, just to, to it's it's my it's my cloak and i don't know how you got it but i'd really like it back
1: oh uh you had a cloak of the bat oh oh man i've I've burned through a bunch of these things yeah sure you just have that one i've I've got (laughs) it's fine i really i don't care thank you just remember uh if you use it to carry meat products you should wash it i know it's (laughs) reusable but it's important (laughs) to observe hygiene
3: now, when you say you burned through a bunch of the black, like, is there a second one inside the chest? Oh, like? Reginald.
1: Um, so he doesn't actually have uh, another Cloak of the Bat currently. Um,
4: <laughs> it's my Cloak of the Bat card.
1: She kept I it. I got
4: it back. I kept I held on to it for so long. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry.
1: But Ryan, um, what else can I I can't believe do? this is working, Ryan. <laughs> Well, I realize giving you a one-use charm, giving everyone else useful shit they can use forever, is that's actually a, a, a bit point. of a dick yep. move. That is a good point. Um,
4: <laughs> I got just want that like, forever. Alan has collapsed on the floor, just like weeping <laughs> with joy. Yeah, we are
5: living in a material <laughs> and world, belief. and Alan is a material girl. She has gotten her materials back,
3: <laughs> but nobody's still a drink. <laughs> <you're> not Peter <laughs> Baalish, So we're gonna have a boat all of a sudden. <laughs>
2: it's very true not
3: Peter Bales, um, can make a living now just on bar beds
1: oh okay um yeah so he um he uh as, as you kind of like I think as as you're all eating stew and everything else um you're, you're sort of like describing your fight against straw and everything else and he says uh oh um Reginald uh you your arrows weren't weren't tremendously effective is that true yeah no 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 the crossbow didn't do shit. Ah, okay. So <laughs> here's something I do remember about wizards: we are squishy AF. Um, so a lot of us like to to attack from range, um, but also sometimes we get shot at. And uh, listen, I did that cool like Matrix grab thing once too, uh, and um, from a particularly uh, murderous character. Uh, one moment, um, and he goes and sort of digs through the box again, and he comes out uh, with um, an arrow um, that is um, just kind of like um, a beautiful, almost quicksilver color. Um, aerodynamically, it makes no fucking sense. It's a bit jagged. Um, and he, uh, walks over and he says, uh, this is an arrow of lightning. Um, basically you can use it, uh, from your crossbow, um, once, um, all of these are like until the next dawn. So not like a long Mm -hmm. rest, like a legitimate, like once Once a day. day. Yeah. Um, but basically, uh, when you launch it, um, and speak its command word, uh, It forms a bolt of lightning um, five feet wide that extends from you to a target within 120 feet. Each creature in the line, excluding you and the target, must make a DC 13 dex save. I can also just send you all this later, but write it down for now. Yeah. They take 46 lightning on uh, um, a failed save and half as much on a successful save. DC was what? Um, DC is 13. 13, cool. Dexterity. Um. Yeah uh I and then you make a ranged attack on on a failed save great and then Have you make a ranged stage. attack against the target and on a hit the target uh takes damage from your bolt plus plus 4d6 lightning so basically everything in the line has to take a deck save to jump out of the way of the lightning um if you hit the target it's an auto hit yeah uh well no then you roll to hit the target so all that, that happens regardless because a lightning bolt just shoots out but then you still have to roll to hit the actual target that was intended. Um, Once uh, the arrow has been shot, uh, it dissipates, and then it will just reform in your quiver. Cool. I mean,
3: I understand that if you shot this from a bow, you'd call it a lightning arrow. But as it's being shot from a crossbow, I'm very excited to say this is actually a lightning bolt.
1: And he just takes his fingers and shrinks it slightly. And he's like, yes, yes, very good.
3: Amazing. All right. So having got two things, I hate to try my luck, but inside that (laughs) chest, is there a third thing I can make? Yeah, he's
1: like, oh, actually, yes. And he reaches in and just pulls out a middle finger. And he's like, this one's for you, Reginald.
3: Oh, man, I'll put that away in my collection. And he pretends to take it out of the air and just puts it in his heart and looks sad. Um, (laughs) Nice. One,
1: Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Ah,
3: the second dagger. (laughs)
1: Um, And so, um, with that, uh, you've kind of got uh, everything that he can offer you uh, for now. Um, Once again, he can be of more help uh, if you're able to restore his memories. Um, But uh, it is uh, starting to get late, and you do want to get back to um, uh, Valakai uh, before nightfall, um, just so you can prepare. The good news is you no longer have to go around the lake because you have a swan boat that can take you through it. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so, um, kind of nodding to uh, Morton Kanan says, um, "This this has been uh, a delight. Thank you for for bringing even just this this small amount of my memory back, and also laughter and joy, uh, and people. I would be happy to call. Son, he puts a hand on um, not Pete and says." Possible apprentice puts his hand on Alan's shoulder, um, and uh, Quinny says, "Like friend who appreciates stew." Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, <clears throat> Reginald uh, he he approaches you and he says, um, "I sense that you are you're not from a particularly happy realm, and that you may have experienced great darkness in your life." Uh, not everyone in this world is good. Not everyone in this world is bad. But every so often, maybe you can find some happiness too. And then um, he just like very like gently puts his arms around you and says, uh, you don't need to be anyone's son. You can just be you. Reginald queen, like.
3: Like over his shoulder being like, giving him thumbs up, like <laughs> do it, cry. He'll like <laughs> pat the wizard on the back and in his head, all he thinks is like, well, There's something someone who had a dad would say. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and with that, uh, you leave uh, Mordenkainen's, uh magical mansion um, and uh, make your way down to the the water. Uh, not Pete, what do you do when you reach the water's edge?
2: Um, I reverently take out the swan boat and say like, well, I guess it's time to use this gift my I- Dad
1: gave me
2: <laughs> and I touch the swan boat down to the water
1: um and uh, with uh, just a, a sort of swirl of um, magical energy um, it grows in size and there's like a blast of swan feathers um, and then it is uh it's a you know a, a nice you know, medium-sized boat um, that can certainly hold all of you. And from the door of, uh, like up the hill, uh, Morton Kanan leans out the door of his magnificent mansion and just says, "Goodbye, goodbye."
2: And I just like, wait, like and getting into the boat, and just waving, like, "Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye, Dad. Goodbye. We're going to make you proud. We're going to get your memories
1: back." Oh, you already have. wow! Just oh, wow. make the boat bigger and bigger. Yeah, and thus the—it's uh,
2: a yacht now.
1: It's a yeah, yeah. yeah, thus the uh, the weeping yacht uh, <laughs> set sail for the shores of Valakai. Oh,
2: just waving <laughs> and weeping. <laughs>
0: Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time: Christian Menicola, Long Long, the Half Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George
3: Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Bradovic, Noel Lewis.
0: Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the bi-decennial festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved windfall. It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you. And your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for.
1: Do you have any idea what's going on with us?
0: It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success
1: this year. Are you
5: ready to speak kindly with me now, child? I
0: have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books. And that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring self. <laughs> Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.